Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And this episode, we are going to answer a letter from somebody who is learning what it's like to date again. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. No, we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, everyone. We are going to dive into today's letter. This letter comes from Learning to Date on My Own, whose pronouns are she, her, and who is writing from Seattle. Hi, Sam and Sierra. A good friend of mine told me about your podcast about a month ago, and I listen every day on my commute. You already feel like good friends I can laugh with and learn so much from. Thank you for helping me and so many others open our minds to the confusing world of love. All right, on to my question slash story. I'm 28, she, her, and two years ago, my beautiful life partner, Jay, 28, he, him, passed away in a climbing accident. We had the kind of love that so many spend their whole lives waiting for. Sure, there were issues, but we were both so committed to learning, communicating, and being our best selves independently and together. Healing from losing my best friend and partner has been a long journey. I'm finally in love with life again, and I feel I'm ready to start dating. Here's where all the questions and confusion begin. Jay was an incredible partner and the only one I've ever dated. He taught me so much about communication and how to be a good partner, and I feel like I'm still learning from him even now. I honestly feel so fortunate that he had told me before passing that he wanted me to date other people. He didn't love the idea that I had only dated him. The first issue is that I am a young widow. I never know how to handle this on dates. Past relationships come up with both of the dates I've been on, and I really had no idea how to explain mine. It feels way too vulnerable to bring up so soon after meeting people, but also losing the love of my life has changed me entirely as a person and the way I live my life. Last summer, I went on a few dates and they went pretty well, but I have no idea how to actually open my mind to new people. I find myself on dating apps looking for people that remind me of Jay, tall, active, a climber. I've heard you say many times to be open to different types, but honestly, I have no idea how to begin. I'm tall, 5'10", and a larger woman. I also deal with body shame and fat phobia, so it's hard for me to imagine that someone fit, my type, will love me with the body that I'm currently in. Mm. To be honest, sometimes I just want to hook up with people and not settle into a committed relationship, but I'm so scared to share my body with others. 
And back to the type issue, it's hard to ever imagine myself with someone smaller than me because I like when a guy makes you feel small, but is this sizeist? I also want to explore dating women. I've been attracted to some of my girlfriends in college and wanted to kiss them when I was drinking. So I guess I imagine there's something there, but I have no idea where to start. I imagine lots of people in their late twenties realize they might be queer and experiment, but what if I'm not gay? What if I go on a date with a woman and the feelings or attraction are just not there? But what if it's just that woman? Try again. I don't want to waste someone's time, but I also guess that's part of dating. This is so long-winded and I hope this all makes sense. I want to experience love again, but I'm so lost and tripped up on my own shortcomings with my body and I'm just hoping for some rambling musings to help me gain the confidence I need in my journey into dating. Thank you so much for reading. I wish so much that I could share your podcast with Jay because we could have learned so much from it as a couple and I know he's happy I'm listening now. So much love and warm energy. Oh, thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this letter. Uh, we can definitely guarantee you some rambling music. <laughs> yeah, that's our, that is our brand. <laughs> so I think we knuckles. could. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, Let me get into that. start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Aimlessly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Just a running stream um, of nonsense coming out of our mouths. <laughs> All right, my darling. So <laughs> welcome back to the wonderful and treacherous world of dating. Um, you are absolutely correct. This experience of yours um, has made you who you are. And uh, forgive me for not saying this sooner. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm sorry that this happened to you so young. Um, I'm sorry for Jay and Jay's loved ones as, as well. That's um, That is just... A, fucking proof that the universe is cruel Absolutely. and chaotic um yep. as is dating so um <laughs> that is not a that's not an apt <laughs> equation there, yeah but. i don't i don't think it's like losing your husband but no, no, it is I know, pretty I know, rough but out there like, she did ask me to ramble so <laughs> <laughs> you are giving her what she wanted yeah 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 no anyway um i'm sorry for that loss uh but you are absolutely correct this does make you who you are this is this is a part of you so when you are dating now you're like where is this new this new limb of grief that i have to carry around that changes the way i relate to everyone you know where does this fit on bumble you know where does this fit on this coffee shop date you know this other like this flailing arm of grief um it makes sense that you're not sure how and when to bring it up. I mean, we interviewed Rebecca Wolf a couple months ago, um, who wrote a, a memoir all about, um, widowhood and how like we as a culture don't know how to talk about, um, widowhood and grief in relationships and moving on. And oh, because sure. like, there's no, like, there's no like slutty widow archetype. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like right. a pious grieving person forever, you know? For sure. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot of representation about how to how to move on romantically after your your romance has passed. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um and I think it is uh really hard to start dating again after being in a relationship that you thought was going to be like the one to last the ages, right? And yeah. I actually have like a number of people in my life who have recently been talking about like what it feels like to get back into dating after divorce or after a breakup. Um, and 
uh, it's <laughs> what has struck me about all of these conversations with these folks who are like experiencing dating again for the first time is that it like sort of feels like a, a second adolescence because it's like, mm. oh, all of these different hormones, all of these different brain chemicals are like suddenly coming back to the surface. And it's like so hard to figure out how to navigate what it means to like have a big crush on somebody or like what it means to like have to wait for somebody to text you back that you really like, because you haven't had to do that in the last five, 25 years or whatever it is. Um, so I just want to say that, like, I don't think that the experience that you're having where it's like, how do I do this is unique. Like you're not uniquely Mm, incompetent when it comes to dating. Right. It's, I think it's that like, it's really hard to get back into the swing of things when it comes to dating. And, and I think that it's one of those things where it's like, of course, you're falling, you're rusty at it, right? You've you've fallen out of practice. You've only dated one person before yeah. and you thought you wouldn't have to worry about it again. And now you have to to figure out what it actually looks like to do this. So I, I want you to be kind to yourself in this in the same way that you would be kind to a child who's learning how to play the piano for the first time, right? right. To be excited when you, when you make that dating app or be excited that you went on that first date, even though you were really nervous about it or to congratulate yourself for the fact that you navigated a ghosting for the first time and you like came out relatively unscathed, right? Like I want you to make sure that you are sort of treating and tending to the novice in you that is is learning how to do something that's scary and weird and uncomfortable and in so new. many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And that even though you've only dated one person, you're still a new person now entering yes. a new dating field. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So all of these questions that you're asking are so deeply understandable. And I want to make sure that we're not getting lost in like the anxiety of this. And instead right. looking at this as like, Ooh, yeah, I have a lot to learn. And also look at how I'm learning about these different yes. aspects of myself, what I want, what I don't want, how to be in relationship with other people as you're going along. Right. Exactly. And uh, before we go further into tackling that anxiety, I want to just touch quickly on a couple of things you said about like, um, you know, feeling like your body doesn't um, match up or, or I don't know, deserve feeling like there's a body hierarchy. Let's say, put it that way. Yep. Um, and talking about your type and is is it sizest or whatever. Um, I, I don't want to spend a ton of time like dissecting this because I don't know you wholly as a person. I don't know your thoughts, but I do want to say, I think a great place to start when, you know, even just try, like, it's a great thing that you're just trying to be aware and challenge your own, um, like preferences, right? That's a great place to start just to be aware of them, start challenging them, questioning where these preferences come from, et cetera. Um, and a good stepping point for a lot of these things that also can be turned upon yourself is, is again, saying there's no bodily hierarchy in my heart, right? Like we know that our, our society benefits certain body types over others, certain people over others. We know that that's real out in the oppressive world, but in our minds where we're trying to create change, we're saying that my body is no better or worse than anyone else's. And therefore somebody who has a different body part 
or body type than me isn't going to be like looking down upon me and pitying me by finding me attractive um, mm-hmm. or vice versa. You know, attraction is so nebulous. I, yep. I've i seen a lot of really great like uh, think pieces on, you know, I'm fat and my boyfriend is thin and people can't handle that or, or whatnot. <laughs> right. yeah. so, um, and there's, uh, so I know that there's narratives out there that are pushing back on this idea that like, um, you know, partners have to match in, quote unquote attraction, which also implies like a flawed idea that attraction is somehow scalable and universal when it's really not like Mm -hmm. just the same way that you and I have our own versions of reality. We have our own versions of attractiveness. Um, A couple other things I just wanted to add in this word vomit experience (laughs) right now is like, you know, another thing to, to, to deconstruct in your mind is you, you, you said like fitness um, or like that's your type. Well, fitness can look really different on everybody. So also true. Why, you know, you could say slender or something like that, but like a, a fit person can show up in all different types of body types. Um, so again, it's, uh, you know, this is the, the life's work, right? Thinking critically, but not, what do I want to say here? Like, it's great to think critically about these things. That is why you're here, right? Mm-hmm. To start unraveling some of um, our programming. And also, like Sam said, I don't want you to get bogged down in the anxiety of what I can and cannot do. Like to your point about wanting to date women, like you're not wasting people t- people's time by exploring the parameters of your desire. You're not wasting people's time by, by dating. That's just what we do. Right. And... Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, what is so present in your letter is all of these like hypotheticals about like, mm-hmm. well, what if this happens and what if this happens and and what if this and all of that. And I think sometimes the hypotheticals are so much scarier than the actual like doing of the thing. Right. Mm. So you're, this question of like, well, what if I, you know, start dating someone or what if I like go on a date with somebody who isn't as big as me and I don't feel like it's working out because of that. Right. And it's like, well, if that happens, like you'll handle it. Right. Like if that's something that is like actually going to come up, then you'll figure it out. And the same way as you're thinking about what happens if I start dating, uh, if I go on a date with a woman and I realize that it's like not working and it's like, cool, then you'll realize it's not working and you won't go on another date with them, right? Like there's there's so much about the ways that our anxiety comes out that it's like we want to plan for every contingency, right? Like we think that that's the thing that's going to keep us safe is like, okay, I'll just make a list of everything that could go wrong and I'll have a plan for each of those different things. When what actually is more helpful is instead of doing that list, thinking about, okay, I know inevitably things are going to go wrong, (laughs) right? Because like, that's the, that's the way the world works. Like things are going to go right, right. Things are going to go right in a lot of ways. And probably some things are going to go wrong. So what are the things that I need to do to care for myself when those things go wrong, instead of saying, how am I going to plan for every contingency? Right. How am I saying, okay, well, when something goes wrong, what I'll do is I will make sure that I remember my values, which is that, you know, I really want to treat people well. I want to treat them with respect. I want to be honest and forthright about what I'm looking for. And I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not feeling, uh, less valuable than other people or other people aren't making me feel less valuable. Right. So like, those are things you can keep coming back to, to say like, cool. Yep. 
I'm out of alignment with my values on this. So I'm going to take a step back from it as opposed to saying, what happens if I start dating somebody who looks like this way or has this type of body or is this gender and it doesn't work out instead being like, what am I going to do when I know inevitably I'm not, I'm not connecting with someone or what am I going to do when inevitably I am connecting with someone? How am I going to make sure that I'm living in my integrity, living in my values as I'm, as I'm exploring something that might be new and exciting and therefore even more scary (laughs) than like possible not working out with someone. Yes, exactly. And I love what Sam says just because like we set up these parameters in our mind of things that we expect or anticipate. And we do a ton of work preemptively preparing ourselves for those things that we haven't experienced yet. You know, I think about, you know, this idea of like wanting to feel small in somebody's arms, which is totally understandable. And I, I know that there is body bias, right. That you have experienced. Um, And also, the feeling of smallness that you're talking about might not be a physical feeling. It might be a feeling of safety that another partner who is the same height or smaller could give you like, uh, and, and I'm only, I'm only, I don't know this, right? Like this, I could be hundred percent wrong and that would be okay too, but we don't know the actualities of a lot of these experiences and damn, yeah, it's probably really overwhelming to enter back into the dating world and have all of these unknowns whirling around in your head while you are actively grieving Jay and carving out what does your life look like without him? I mean, that is, you are doing so much right now. You're doing so much um, and your heart is doing so much. And I, I just, going back to what I started with, like, I want to encourage you to practice, you know, create a script, um, practice talking about your life with Jay, your, your loss and how it's affected you because it is a part of you, right? It has irrevocably changed you and how you show up in relationships. And it's not something that's going to turn people off and bonus points. If it does turn them off, then this is a phenomenal litmus test for, (laughs) for the folks that fucking cannot hang. You know what I mean? Um, It's a litmus test for people that you don't want to waste your time with. And I've said this before on various other episodes. If people come to me with their truth, it often makes me want to know them deeper. And if people can't, if people don't want to, if they can't handle your truth, then they're not for you. They don't deserve your effort or your time. All this to say that, um, This is hard and scary and exciting and all of the different emotions all at the same time. Um, And uh, we know that that this can be hard when you feel like you're not practiced in like what the right things to do are. But at the end of the day, dating is just like learning anything else, right? It takes experience. It takes trying things out, seeing how they go. And I have faith that you are going to be able to figure out answers to probably not all of these questions, but answers to a lot of them. And hopefully Mm. in a way that makes you feel like you've got firmer footing for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you deserve to explore. You deserve to try things out. You deserve to put yourself out there and, and have new human connection, no matter how long it lasts. And no matter if that person is your new J or not, you are allowed Mm. to experiment and explore in this new, new, new season of your life. Absolutely. Thank you. 
so much for writing. We love you so much. (laughs) Thank you. We hope this helps. Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, everyone, it is Friday. So that brings us to our blind date segment for this week. Uh, This is when we try and set you up with something that we think that you're really going to like. And this week, we want to send you home with 
Okay, so it is a content creator, and I want to give like a very brief preface to this. Um, So I, uh, you know, having a baby, man, fucking brings everything up. And so lately I've been um, feeling really anxious um, about, you know, what am I feeding my baby? Is it? is it healthy or beneficial for her and, and having a really hard time because of like some people in my family and because of, um, you know, cultural, uh, pressures and stuff like that, determining like what is real versus what is pseudoscience when it comes to health and nutrition. And I, you know, for example, a couple months ago, I recommended a, um, a documentary on the, blind date. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was about like harmful chemicals in our makeup and beauty products. And like, Mm -hmm. I actually still really enjoy it. I got some great information from it. Um, But it also doesn't, having that information doesn't always feel helpful or applicable because it's not the whole picture. It's not about like how much of this chemical can we handle, yada, yada. Right, 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 right. I'm I'm giving way too much of a backstory, but I've been really grateful for this new, this content creator that my sister suggested to me, which is she's called Food Science Babe, and she is I found I follow her on Instagram, but I know she's really popular on TikTok. She's a chemical engineer and a food scientist, and her whole thing is clearing up the myths about food and the food industry with evidence based information, and basically she's trying to combat a lot of. Um, fear-mongering and misinformation that's out there about like GMOs and pesticides and unfamiliar ingredients. And that stuff can be really triggering for people like me who, who I don't, I don't have an eating disorder, but there is disordered eating in my circles and, um, and a lot of fear driven decision-making. Um, and I'm, and I, I'm not a scientist. I don't, I can't read nutrition labels. <laughs> like I don't know what these a lot of these things mean. And and food science babe breaks down. You know what's the difference between normal sugar and um, corn syrup and how they produce and how are they similar? How are they so similar and how are they sometimes different? And so what I love about this is that she really just breaks down ingredients that can sound really scary. Um, or unhealthy and shows us what is the chemical similarity between some of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope I'm explaining this all, but well, but you know, it's just been really empowering for me as a new parent. I've felt really overwhelmed, you know, being a new parent, shit comes up for you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I have felt unusually anxious about food and trying to serve my daughter like a healthy, balanced um, diet and really realizing that so much of the food, like even so much of the food industry and our world um, is based on a ton of misinformation and fear mongering when it comes to um, nutrition and what the fuck, you know, what is health? Um, So, this is all to say, I really love following Food Science Babe. She puts out great videos, like debunking some misinformation. And it, I think it really empowers families and um, people who are trying to um, just fucking feed their family. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that makes sense. absolutely. I love that. Thank you for that. There's a lot behind this suggestion. And that's yeah, why clearly. I feel like I have um, a lot to say about it. Like sure. I really did enjoy that documentary and I cut some like high chemical things out of my um, life, you know, like my, my shampoo n- now doesn't have like 18 different 
harmful chemicals in it. And also the food science babe, her content helps me better understand that the things I'm consuming, they're not all going to kill me. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) No, absolutely. As opposed to like other content creators who are like, oh, this thing is also in yoga mats. And it's like, well, what is it? Because <laughs> is it carbon? Because yeah, there's probably both of those things in our food and our yoga yes. mats, right? Like, <laughs> And this is, this is, this is without like rambling too much more, like this is obviously a very personal recommendation for me because there's a lot of sources in my life that push out information like this. <laughs> How I wonder, many, I have, I wonder what you're talking about. Can I, can <laughs> I, I talk can, about my family? I can't imagine who those people are. Weird. And this just gives me a foundation to be like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yes, cool. absolutely. All right, y'all. Thanks for this fucking 45 <laughs> second therapy uh, session. Check out Food Science Babe on social media anywhere. I really love her work. Perfect. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want some more content from us, you can always support us on Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to our back catalog of over 100 other episodes. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, producing, editing, all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. And remember, y'all, you do not have to be perfect. You do not have to know definitely who you are and what you want. Life is about exploration. Life is about making mistakes and trying something new and trying something new when that new thing doesn't work out. It is okay to not know. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>